On our last episode, I was able to talk briefly with Ultraman's mother, Verna Sims. She explained a bit about John's childhood and the way he was raised. But honestly, it felt like I was talking to someone reading a Wikipedia page about him. Almost everything she mentioned just felt robotic. It could be that she has been asked those questions so many times that she's lost her interest, or she just didn't want to be honest with me. It's hard to say. Either way, she was helpful in pointing us in what I'm hoping is the right direction. If you're joining us for the first time, I recommend listening to my previous tape to hear how we got to this point. Mrs. Sims inadvertently told us about the adoption agency known simply as Abstract, where John apparently is from. My goal for this episode is to find out all I can about the since-closed-down organization. It closed down all the way back in 1950, the same year John was born, but if possible, I'd like to talk to and interview someone who was affiliated with them. What was its true purpose? What did it accomplish? But most importantly, what impact did it have on Ultraman? My name is Cliff Martin, and this is a seven-part series where I look into and investigate not necessarily the murders committed by famed superhero Ultraman. No, we're going to look into the reason behind the crime. Also in our last episode, I was able to finally get in contact with a previous employee from Abstract. His name is Frank McCartney. He was born in New York City, currently living in Boulder, Colorado. We were able to set up an in-person interview for this afternoon, to which I will record and play for you soon. But before that, Abstract. Thank you for listening to another episode of Vanished Establishments where we talk about organizations and programs that have been shut down or simply vanished. This week, we're talking about a small adoption agency, which was founded and established in New York City in 1946, but only lasted for a short four years before being sold in 1950. Uh, this organization was called Abstract, or ABS, Adoption Based Services, dot tract. I guess they couldn't figure out the rest of the acronym. That was audio from an episode of a podcast called Vanished Establishments. I was able to get permission from them to play a few clips from that episode. If you're looking for a good podcast that dives into organizations of the past that have gone missing, please make sure to check them out. Todd, the narrator of the show, continues to talk about the alleged purposes of the organization at its start. There's countless rumors about what this agency truly was set up for. For example... 
The significance of them starting in 1946, a year after 1945, when World War II had finished, is that they wanted to make a home for the victims of radiation poisoning who had survived. But most, if, if not all of them, would not last much longer. Though maybe surviving the effects of radiation, many other injuries would take a heavy toll on their lives. When this plan seemed to fail, it seems that they changed their focus from the victims of the radiation poisoning to the children of the victims, and finding homes for them so that they would not have to witness their true parents wither and die. A truly noble cause. If that was true, and the agency made it their goal to find homes for the children of the victims of radiation poisoning, that would fit with their agenda of trying to find parents with unique circumstances. But what was the criteria that the parents needed to meet? I can only guess a household like the one Mrs. Sims provided for John was the type that they would seek. If a child lost their parents to the horrible effects of war, they would need a home where they could feel free and happy and safe, and honestly a little spoiled. They would deserve it. It also fits with their plan to seek out homes versus parents coming to them. However, does it justify allegedly spying on children, watching them without the consent of the new parents after they've moved into their new homes? It's nothing new for an agency to check in from time to time on the families, sending social workers to make sure that the children are being treated properly. But spying and watching in the shadows... That is a very different thing. I want to state this as clear as possible for the people who believe that this organization would spy on the children. The accusations to this day have never been proven. Eyewitnesses could not prove that the cars watching their children were indeed from abstract. The children never admitted to seeing anything similar or had any type of interaction with unknown figures, let alone from abstract. To state that the people who made an honest living with this company would come anywhere near the children without the consent of the families is quite honestly shameful. Now I believe I know what you're thinking. L let's take a moment. If what we're learning about abstract is true, and they took these children from the victims to live good lives, then are we not expected to believe that John inherited his powers from having parents who were affected by radiation? It does make sense. Think of the Chernobyl accident. In 1986, this accident resulted in one of the highest unintentional releases of radioactivity in history. The animals living by that area were greatly affected by the radiation, most being negative effects, lower lifespan, inability to reproduce, but there are some positive cases. Very few known cases have stated animals with increased senses, better reflexes, and most notably for all of this, greater strength. Radiation has always been a horrible mystery for which most of us would prefer to live without, but it would make sense why a human would now be able to lift buildings with his bare hands and run faster than a bullet. But, 
The reason there is little credibility to this accusation is, well, it's a bloody lie. It has nothing to do with radiation poisoning. They had to choose radiation because that's the answer, right? I mean, look at the effects of these rumors. Marvel comic books, for example. Look at the heroes created in the 60s. Fantastic Four gained superpowers after being exposed to cosmic rays. Spider-Man, bitten by a, you guessed it, radioactive spider. The Incredible Hulk, created uh, from a being exposed to gamma radiation, for God's sake. Of course, radiation's going to be the answer for everything. So then, what do you believe they were all about? One word. Cloning. I don't mean sheep. I mean living, breathing humans being cloned down to the smallest molecule of their makeup. The adoption part was a front, a lie to hide the truth, because the world wasn't ready for clones of itself. It may never be ready. They were successful, and I bet you everything, everything, that some of those clones are living amongst us today. That was from another theorist who looked into abstract. Radiation, cloning, it doesn't matter because it's not from the source. It's extremely difficult to find information on anyone who worked for this company. And as I've experienced recently, even for the names floating around the internet, most will say, I have no clue what that is. Others, you're wasting your time, stop wasting mine. And others with a more colorful palette. No one is coming forward. No one has admitted to even hearing about this company, let alone saying that they had anything to do with it. My theory is fear. Fear to admit what they were involved with. Which is surprising to me that I was able to contact Frank McCartney, an alleged previous employee. I found his name on a Facebook page where he posted a cryptic message to his board. We can't always run from our mistakes, and we always want to move forward but that doesn't mean they didn't happen. Then he used the following hashtag marks, hashtag mistakes, hashtag abstract, and hashtag we were wrong. I then used white pages to find his number and address. I called him as you previously heard, and now I hope he's willing to share. Why he's willing to talk to me, I'm not sure. But my theory is guilt. Say it any way you like. I'm not picky. Thanks. You have a nice house. No, I don't. It used to be nice when my wife was alive. But not so much anymore. You want some coffee? Something to drink? No, thank you. What, you don't like coffee? No, I, I just had some on the way here. Oh, yeah? What kind of coffee guy are you? I like black. Decaf. Well, why decaf? The caffeine hurts my stomach. Ah, uh, that's a... It's good that you listen to your body. Because if you don't, it's going to catch up with you. How do you drink it? Just normal black. I like the simplicity of it, just like the simplicity of life. Me too. I looked you up. Excuse me? I looked you up online, you know, the internet. Makes sense. Mysterious man calls you about abstract. 
and I'm sure you figured out why I'm investigating Ultraman. Yeah, I did. And you want to know why that's good for you? Because it's the reason you're letting me talk to you. Bingo. Honestly, when I heard your name, I instantly recognized it. But I had to be sure. I try not to talk about it. I, I just want to keep things professional. Listen, kid. You're going to learn that when you try to run from the things that define you, good or bad, it always catches up. Always. Is that why you're more inclined to talk? Because of things catching up with you? You could say that. Mr. McCartney. Call me Frank. <laughs> Frank, I'd like to start at the beginning of Abstract. <sighs> uh, you know, I haven't talked about Abstract in over whew, 55 years. When they closed it down... And I left. I never looked back. What What was it? <sighs> what does everybody say it is? You know, what are their opinions about it? Well, they say they found homes for children of survivors of radiation poisoning. Others say cloning. Um, some say you guys kidnapped children and sold them off as kids to adopt. There's hundreds of theories about it. Unfortunately, I... I guess I won't be able to knock your socks off then, because it was a little bit of all of that. Uh, where to start? Where to start? I guess it all started in World War II. The bombs and the weapons, they, they killed a lot of people on the other side, but they killed a lot of people on this side, too. And once you get hit with radiation, you're not, all, you're not the only one who feels it. The wives, the children, the friends, they could all get it too. Radiation is an unstoppable force, and people are still paying for it today. You were in the war. Yeah. Anyways, most people, and I mean 99.9% .9 of people exposed to radiation, die. You did not expect to live if you were exposed to it. It just didn't happen. But some did then. If by some chance you survive, there's a reason for it. And it's not that you were a good person or, you know, you told the truth your whole life. No. There was, uh, there was this extremely rare gene that certain people possess that helped them survive. It wouldn't repel it or stop the radiation from entering your body. If you were infected, you were infected. No getting around that. But this gene, it changed the nature of the radiation. It altered it into something, something else. What was the gene called? You know, some 15-letter words, some dope made up in his lab. But when you condensed it, we uh, we started calling it abstract. So the organization founded the gene. Exactly. They spent millions on this, researching it, finding as much information on this gene as they could. For what purpose? One name, my friend. Superman. Superman.
you need to understand something. Superheroes were made to give people some kind of hope because there wasn't any in the world. Everyone wanted to make us better, humans better, make us more than what we are. So when these people found out there was a gene that could combine with and even tame radiation, they could control it in humans. That was the plan anyways. And from Ultraman, I'm guessing they were successful. It's it's uh, it's complicated. When they started the experimental process, we took the victims in, we took good care of them, but at the same time experimenting on them. We were successful in the sense that the radiation did give these people abilities, powers. We were able to alter their nature and make them better. So you had this gene working with the radiation to give these people superpowers, and it was a success? 21 people. 21 successes. Uh, he's, uh, 21 victims who survived and were given enhanced abilities. Are you kidding me? That's incredible. Why don't people know about this? You're missing it, kid. Yeah, they got some kind of special powers, but they were still World War II victims. Broken, beaten, sick. All of these people on the brink of death. They all had maybe a year left to live at best. So, Mr. Martin, solve this problem. You have 21 people who display signs of super abilities, but they're all going to die soon. What does an organization with unlimited resources do? Cloning. Bingo. None of these people could re reproduce anymore. There would be no children to pass on this gene. These powers would never go to anyone else. But... We teamed up with the greatest minds of that generation, and we cloned the heck out of them. This is a lot to take in. <laughs> We're just getting started. Frank continued to explain about the inner workings of Abstract. He added that the goal for the cloning process was not to make exact copies of the people, because that would be pointless since they would all have the same issues, but instead, their goal was to clone them into children, child versions of the people. Yeah, they, uh, they wanted to accomplish two things by cloning them into children. One, you have a clean slate, no health problems, no imminent death, just a Young, healthy child with superpowers. And two, with children, you can try to mold them into what you want. You might be able to give a 25-year-old man superpowers, but you might find it very difficult to convince him to use his powers to help people. But a child, you have a way better chance. And at the time, it seemed... At the time, it seemed like a flawless plan. Create superheroes from scratch, basically, and train them to save the world, or at least give people some real hope. Absolutely. It 
It sounded like an amazing plan. Children aren't just easily moldable, but they generally are born with some great qualities. Uh, It's easier for them to forgive others. They enjoy making people feel good. If you could do it right, they would turn out pretty great. Yeah, but I'm guessing that's not how it went down. We all make mistakes. We, uh, we try to convince ourselves that maybe we really didn't know what we were doing was wrong. I just wish I could be free of this. Frank, what? Oh, just give me relief. I, I can't bear this weight anymore. Frank, what are you talking about? Listen, the the more I tell you, the the worse your life could could get. Yeah, you have to promise me that you'll see this to the end. You won't back down and give in, like I did. Back down from what? You you got something to fight for, and that's that's admirable. But you have to count the costs if you keep looking into this. There's there's a reason people don't know about abstract. It's not a coincidence or facts lost in translation. It's always been a dangerous game with them. I'm willing to see this to the end. All right. (sighs) We, We started with 21 people from the war who had superpowers. We tried to clone them. Every day it felt like we had cloned thousands of them. Some were cloned into babies, others toddlers, some pre-adolescents. It was impossible to control the stage a child would be born into. We kept them in a safe place to help them feel comfortable and happy. There were three main factions. One was the success team. They handled children who had abilities and were healthy. Second, which was the team that I was on, which was the memory team, memory branch. We handled clones who would figure out what was going on and maybe they would freak out and lose it. And so we had to control their memories. Sometimes we had to wipe them completely. But there was another faction involved, another branch. The, the failure team. They handled, they handled clones who might have shown potential for having abilities, but inevitably were failures. For many reasons, maybe their powers didn't match what they wanted. They were were too weak, uh, just not enough potential to be Superman. What did they do with the failures? What do people do with dogs when they don't want them anymore? You're kidding. Does that seem like my personality? Why hasn't this gone to the police? It did. They were... But they were clones. The authorities saw them as lab experiments. They politely asked Abstract to shut down their operation so they wouldn't freak out the public. So Abstract 
just gone with the wind. And everybody closed their eyes and they never looked back. But we, we deserve to be punished. Clones or not, they were, they were living, breathing people. And I may not have pulled the trigger, but I let it happen. And I have just as much blood on my hands as they do. What happened was awful, but you made a mistake, and you shouldn't <laughs> let that ruin your life. That's not what people said about Ultraman. <sighs> That's different. No, kid, it's not. And I'm telling you this not because I expect you to be my forgiver or to wipe away my sins with your kindness and understanding. I'm telling you all this because it may help you learn what made Ultraman do what he did. Maybe I can do something good, I guess. The failure branch logged over over 7,000 failures over five years. The memory branch wiped over 3,000 minds and the success branch logged in with the discovery of powers that would not stunt the health of the child, powers that could be used to make a difference in the world, uh, a lifespan that would not end after one year, healthy, successful children. The success branch logged in to children. Ultraman. And the Tin Man. Mm -hmm.